Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Hear Her Sports. This is episode 10, and I'm Elizabeth Emery. In a minute, I'll introduce this week's guest, but first, a word from our new partner, Allie's Bar. Allie herself is offering 50% off and free shipping to Hear Her Sports listeners. Just use the promo code HERSPORTS at alliesbar.com. A-L-L-Y-S-B-A-R.com. Allie's Bar are gluten-free, non-GMO, kosher, and she uses totally recognizable ingredients. They come in three flavors, and the sweet potato, pistachio, cashew, pumpkin seed bar is packed with extra protein. Order today using the promo code HERSPORTS at alliesbar.com to get 50% off and free shipping. And now back to the show. This week's guest is Liz Weiler. She's an elite runner who recently signed with Saucony Hurricane and trains with the Cleveland Elite Development. She graduated last May from the University of Toledo, where she earned the praise of her coach, who called her one of the all-time Toledo greats. Our conversation is filled with gems from this hardworking, thinking athlete. I'm so pleased that she agreed to be a guest on Hear Her Sports. Let's get started. Welcome, Liz. Well, well, thanks for being uh, here on the podcast. It's been uh, really nice getting to meet you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm flattered to be here. I'm really excited. Oh, good. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us your name and what kind of sports you do. Yeah, my name is Liz Weiler. I run track and cross country, mostly track nowadays, and some road races. Um, I graduated from the University of Toledo last spring and... I majored in marketing and now work for Detroit Shoreway Community Development Organization. So what are your events in track? Mainly the steeplechase, the 3,000-meter steeplechase. I also do the 5K, 1,500-mile, most of the distance events. And explain a little bit about what exactly the steeplechase is, because it's kind of a wild event. Right. I actually didn't even know what it was until I went to college. It is a 3,000-meter race over barriers, the hurdles are called. It's like a long-distance hurdle race, and it's seven and a half laps, and there are five total barriers per lap, and there's four dry hurdles, and one is a water jump, so you're actually jumping over a pit of water, essentially. It was derived from the horse race. I don't know. People seem to have seen that more than the people version, but it's a real track event. It's an Olympic event, so it's just kind of not everyone has heard of it. (laughs) When you jump over the water event, you land in the water, right? Right. If you have proper technique, you can miss most of the water, but if you step on the barrier weird, sometimes you're running into people, you can definitely land in the water and definitely be splashed by people. (laughs) What's it like running with wet feet? Well, the first time I ran the steeplechase, I wore socks, which is a mistake I will never do again. (laughs) Definitely felt like it was dragging my feet down. It's just something that you kind of have to not really think about during the race. You just have to get in your zone and not worry about it too much. And um, sometimes it can make things more interesting. Like if you were to fall or get splashed, you kind of just have to shake it off. And had you run hurdles before? Was so, so this was a natural progression? I hadn't actually. I never thought that I would be doing this. My coach had me try it because I wasn't in the top three in any of the other events for our conference meet. So he thought, okay, maybe you can try this and see if you can excel in this event. And I ended up really liking it, and I ended up running in the conference that year for it. And I just thought it was 
unique and kind of fun, different like sub goals throughout the race. So that's kind of how I got started. What's it, what was it like uh, running as a collegiate athlete? Uh, it was an awesome experience. The um, I was actually there five years and it just flew by. I made some amazing friends and I've learned so many life lessons and I would not tra- trade that experience for anything. I would recommend it to anyone thinking about it. Had you run in high school? I did run in high school. I actually played soccer in high school too, so I eventually made that transition to full-time running. How did you decide between the two sports? I It was really tough because I did start out as a soccer player and then I became a runner after that so I always thought soccer would be there but I really honestly grew to love the team aspect of the sport and I ran track in the spring and soccer in the fall but a lot of the track girls also did cross country so they were really establishing a friendship and I really wanted to like spend more time with them so I really just the team was just awesome. So wait you're saying that you like the team aspect of individual track running? Well, it is individual and it's not at the same time. I just feel like everyone is like so supportive and like, I don't know, with other sports like soccer, or basketball or volleyball, it can get a little political with playing time. But I feel like with cross country, you're all out there together and it's like a team sport, team scored event. Everyone is just like cheering each other on and getting through it. So I just I just really clicked with that group. And yeah. did you end up mostly hanging out with with your teammates, you know, off the field? I did. Um, I was room. I lived with basically teammates. I had classes with a lot of them, so we did spend a lot of time together. We were maybe sometimes seen as like the running clique, but um, they really honestly felt like family, and it was really just great to spend all of that time together and really like understand each other's schedules and life lifestyles so that really helped a lot too yeah sure i mean athletes are not really the sort of the typical collegiate student right we'd have our own little celebrations like after our mac mid-american conference championship we'd have like a macaween because it was right around when halloween is so we'd have our own little weird schedules and traditions so we would still do fun things but definitely not partying like the normal college experience how has the transition been out of college because this is your first year out of college right right Um, it was like, I've been used to being part of a team for so long that I was afraid of that sense of loss that I still really wanted to continue running. But obviously I was making a change. I was moving from Toledo to Cleveland, starting a career. And so I wanted to be part of a team again right away, essentially. So I found a team called Cleveland Elite Development in the Cleveland area, and it's just been an awesome experience. The transi- transition was a little bit tough at first, but I am I feel more adapted now, and I'm making some new really great friends in the area. So, And are you training with those people? Yes, I am training with them. What, what's your training schedule? Um, so our coach will send us a schedule once a week. It's a little bit, so it's structured, but definitely not as structured as college training. In college, it was like our coach would tell us exactly what to do every day. We would have team practices every day, but now we meet up on Tuesdays for our official team practice, which is usually a track workout. So that'll be with our teammates and the coach. And then on the other workout days, which are Friday and Sunday is the long run, we'll try to meet up together, but everybody has such different schedules. Sometimes it'll be running on my own. And then the other days, the mileage is broken up um, kind of how we want. Like our coach will give us mileage for the week and we split it up based on our schedules and 
what feels right to us. So it's a little bit more leeway, which is nice um, with like everyone's like work schedules and some people are in graduate school, have families. So there's so much in, in that in terms of transitioning out of college and, mm. you know, taking over your own training. Right. Do you like that? Do you like training on your, your own? I do like it. At first, I was, like, excited because I didn't have to wake up for 6.30 a.m. practice <laughs> anymore. So I was like, oh, I can run whenever I want. And then I would put off my runs until later, and I'd be running after work, and I would be really tired, and I would only get, like, three miles in. And my coach was like, you can't keep doing that. Like, you have to, like, be better at managing this. And now that I've been working for a while, I kind of understand and can plan better, and I've been managing my time better. And spreading out my runs throughout the week so I'm not doing like three miles on one day and 10 miles on another day. So it's taken, it's definitely taken the fall and a little bit of the winter, but I think I'm getting used to it now. Has the mo- the biggest difficulty been managing having a uh, an actual job and training or has it been leaving the sort of the group of the the team? Uh, I think it always takes a while to adjust to a different training style because my training is different now and we're doing in college you kind of peak for shorter seasons there's like cross country then there's the indoor championship outdoor championship but we've been working towards longer goals which means like a longer build-up and in the fall my iron was low and I didn't realize it at first just because I wasn't used to that volume of training without the shorter seasons. So once I got past that, things have been going a little bit better. And also it is really different working a nine to five job because with school you would like have a class and then a little time to run or get some core lifting in. But now it's like a huge block of your day. So you really have to plan. It's either in the morning or at night. Those damn jobs. (laughs) (laughs) They really get in the way. (laughs) Um, So what Explain to me your week. So, yeah, give me a, a, a normal week for you and what your training is. And, for example, do you get up now early in the morning and run? I do. Not always. But um, my coach said, which is so true, like, if you really care about something, you will make time to do it. And I really do care about running. So it's worth waking up for when I have to. <laughs> so a typical week will be Mondays are usually pretty easy. It's either like a a couple mile run or off. And then Tuesdays are our track workouts. We usually meet somewhere on the east side of Cleveland, like Beachwood or Solon. And those are really tough workouts. Um, They're usually around like 12 miles. About six are hard on the track. And those are fun because that's when we really get to see most of our team is there and our coach. So it's kind of, that's fun after the work day. And then Wednesdays are... A normal easy run. Sometimes I'll try and make those a little bit longer. Thursdays, same thing. Fridays will be a tempo. Those are anywhere from like 6 to 12 miles for the hard, maybe closer to 10 for the hard. And then a warm-up and cool-down will be about 3 miles each. And then a Saturday, easy run. And then Sunday is a long run, which will be anywhere between 13 to 15 miles for me. Some of my teammates are marathoners, so they'll do a little bit more, but... Oh, so your teammates do a, a whole variety of, of events. Yes. I'm actually the only one on my current team that does the steeplechase. Oh, that's that's cool to be r- running with all those different people. Yeah, it's really helpful. I really look up to them. Um, they are. It's super helpful to train with people who are have maybe a weakness of yours. Like I've kind of struggled with the longer endurance things, so training with them is really helpful to me. 
I want to get down to a few specifics. So your easy runs, how many miles is that and what kind of pace are you doing? I would say a typical easy run is about eight miles average. Um, and that's usually around like 740 pace for me. It kind of varies. Like some people go a little faster, a little slower, but typically 740-ish paces will be my easy day. And what's the tempo run like? Um, those can vary. Those are usually like a progression. I'd say one that we'd have right now would maybe be the first few miles around. Well, we'll do a three-mile warm-up that'll be around like the 730, 740 pace. And then maybe a few miles around 610 and then drop it down to six flat and then a few miles under that. So just kind of getting used to those longer runs and pushing yourself. And are you doing those alone or are you doing those with somebody else? I usually meet up with at least one teammate for those. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those sound hard. Yeah, <laughs> they're hard, but I feel like mentally I'm getting used to these longer races, which will help me in the shorter races. I'm like, oh, they're over so fast. Right, right. Well, that's one of the points of that longer. Exactly. Longer <laughs> Who's the coach of the Cleveland Elite Development Team? My current coach, Glenn Andrews, he ran for Kent State. And his coaching style is a little bit old school, I would say. Um, he's pretty, like, he doesn't sugarcoat things. He's pretty tough on us, but I know he really cares, and I think that ultimately that makes us better, and we really do appreciate when he is proud of us and excited about our workouts. Really, I think the style of training is really just, like, putting in the miles, putting in the work, and really trusting that you're building that base, and then... Once it gets closer to race season, like for me, I'm doing shorter races on the track. So now it's starting to build off of that base and start working on some more speed. So it's longer training cycles, but I'm really feeling confident in it. And it's a little bit different from what I'm used to, but I think I'm adjusting now. And does he have a long-term vision for you? I mean, particularly since, you know, you have bigger goals and you have goals to make the Olympic trials. Is he thinking about that? Yeah, I definitely think he is, and we've talked about it, and I think it's really helped that there's been other women on the team with those really high goals, and he understands. He was a collegiate athlete himself, so he kind of understands what those goals are like and what it's like to balance those big goals with also still working full-time. So I definitely do think that he understands, and we're talking about this overall plan, and I can see with some of the older girls, they starting out they didn't have the strength that they have now so I can really see how they have kind of progressed over the years and I'm feeling confident that my training can go in that direction too. He's dealing with a lot of athletes isn't he? Yeah he is and it's kind of cool that there's so many different people with different goals on the team so I think he enjoys it though. That's great. I think he's secretly he ran the 800 so I think he's maybe secretly happy there's a few more like middle distance women on the team now because before it was almost all marathoners. So it's a fun mix. When is your next event? Um, I'm actually planning on racing a 1500 this Friday at Hillsdale in Michigan, which is a race I've done in the past. So it'll be exciting to see some old Toledo teammates. And will this be your first event out of college? It'll be my second outdoor track event. 
after college, I did a steeple race about a month ago at the College of Worcester just for like a tune-up. And um, things have been a little bit crazy at work, so I haven't really gotten to compete for a while. So this will be kind of a rust buster. And then the following weekend, I'm hoping I'll find out this Wednesday, actually, I would like to go to a really competitive meet at Stanford and compete in the steeplechase. So I'm really hoping that I'll get in and that'll be some great competition. How are you practicing your hurdling? Um, I haven't actually done as much as I have in the past just because we've been practicing on high school tracks and they haven't had their hurdles out. But now that it's springtime, they have their hurdles out. And I practice with normal hurdles. Uh, Even though steeplechase, the barriers are different, you can still set them to the same height and everything. So I do some like just walking over the hurdles in different ways just to open up my hips and then some we call them like round trips, just kind of jumping over a few of them. And sometimes I do workouts with the hurdles, but I haven't done any of those yet this year. I do think it's important to build that strong base and just be confident in running the pace that I want to run for a 3000 meter race. And I think that over time and over the years, I've kind of practiced the hurdles, supplementing that training. And I think I've grown some confidence. It's once you kind of get the movements down and your stride and everything and feel comfortable going over the barriers it kind of just clicks so I feel like while it's definitely still fine-tuning some things most of my training is flat regular running training with a few like I'll go over a few hurdles maybe once a week or so I think now that the season's really picking up maybe I will start doing some workouts that incorporate hurdles here and there which is what I've done in the past so I think it's a sport that kind of takes a little bit more time to just build the confidence and once you get the form down it's a little bit easier. What's the hardest workout for you? Oh man (laughs) we did this one recently that was really hard it was um kind of like a cut down type workout I think it started with a 2k and then it was a cut down to like a 1,200, 1,800, 600. There was just a whole bunch of distances in there, and the paces were all really fast. You're using a lot of uh, sort of jargon terms. I like it, like cut down and oh. things like <laughs> I that. I don't even it's mean fun. to be doing that. <laughs> I love listening to that. Do you have other support people like massage or sports psychology or uh, strength I, training? Yeah, I wish I could get more massages. I would love to do that. <laughs> Every now and then, it's a special treat. I I really should be doing more strength training. I have been going a little bit to a gym in Cleveland called Fit Cleveland. Um, there is a personal trainer that owns it, Kevin Smythe, and he's a awesome triathlete, like really great distance coach, um, distance strength coach, and. I, I really do need to make it there more. <laughs> I've gotten pretty busy and I've been getting my miles in a priority, but I do really believe that strength training is important. And I'd say in college, we would do it about twice a week, I think is a good amount for distance runners. Mm-hmm. And what are your goals for your upcoming events? Um, for this spring, my goal is to qualify for the USA Outdoor Track and Field Championship in the 3,000 meter steeplechase. And... I've never made it there before, so it's a big goal, but I think it's within reach. Uh, do you have any like long, long distance goals? 
Like the um, next, four, like what do you see in the next five years of of your training? Ultimately, I would love to make it to the Olympic trials in the steeplechase, and I just think it would be an amazing experience in any event. I really love the steeple right now, though, so that'll definitely be my goal when the Olympic year comes around again. Are you training with people who have similar goals and are you know set up for that kind of? I mean, that's an ambitious goal, certainly. Yeah, it's really cool. When I was looking for um, like what I was going to do post-collegiately with running, that was right around um, when there were actually six women on the team that I'm on now had qualified for the Olympic trials in the marathon. And so there was a really awesome story on them. The marathon trials were back in February of 2016 and I was just like wow this is such a cool group like I can't even imagine what that momentum is like and that sounds really exciting and so they definitely understand the mentality and what it takes to get there but it's really awesome because they're such down-to-earth people too and they have their jobs and families and are really ambitious about other goals so it's not just 100% running so it's it just seemed like a really great group. Do you like to train? I do like to train. I don't always like to train. <laughs> it kind of depends, and that's why I love being a part of a team. It makes it so much easier sometimes to get out the door, and um, my teammates really inspire me. Um, sometimes I I feel really good after training. It's like that accomplished feeling of like putting in the work every day, even when it's not glamorous. So it, it kind of just depends on the day. I really love training, like exploring new places. I find that a really fun part of training, especially on an easy run. You can get out there and explore if you're on vacation, see some new sites. So, And what about competing? I do really like competing. I definitely do get that feeling right before a race, like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Like, do I actually like this? Because I do put a lot of pressure on myself and it is really stressful sometimes. But I, on, I, I feel like without putting yourself in stressful situations, life would be boring. So I kind of like that thrill of competing. Oh, that's interesting. How do you man- how do you manage your stress and and nervousness? I think the thing that helps me the most is reminding myself that I'm not on the starting line by accident. I'm here, and my goals are realistic based on my training. Like, so, um, racing is kind of like a celebration of the hard work you've put in. It's like. I try, if I'm like too stressed, I try to remind myself to have fun with it because the work is put in and now it's just about going out there and running smart because I know the fitness is there. I just need to be confident and believe in it. I just love having those goals in the back of my mind and it's just really exciting that anyone can do it. Like you don't have to stop if you like graduate from high school or college. It's with you the rest of your life. You can meet so many people and I just... I, it's hard. To, it's so hard to explain why like setting a personal record is so exciting, but it's just like the culmination of all of your hard work coming together and just like proving to yourself that you can do something and proving more than you ever thought you were capable, proving to yourself that you can do things that you never thought you were capable of is really cool and just setting the bar higher and higher is really, I just find that really rewarding. And I've always, when I watch track meets, I just get I get nervous for the people on the start line. The events are so short and there you are and you, you know your start has to be so good mm-hmm. and like every moment has to be so good. 
Yeah, I guess um, the longer the race is, I feel like you don't think about the start as much, but it's still definitely important, especially in steeplechase. It's like you don't want to get boxed in. There's the hurdles there. You're hurtling over objects where there's people around you. So you want to be in a good spot where you kind of have a clear sight of what's going on and you don't want to get lost in the back of the pack. So it definitely is important. Do you think about tactics of the steeplechase? I do. Um, and it's definitely something that you kind of learn from experience. It's different from other races and you feel pretty good at the beginning because the pace isn't as fast. But if you were to go faster at the beginning, it's it's so painful towards the end of the race. After jumping over things, your legs just get really heavy. So it's kind of about being patient and not going out as fast as you would in a typical race. Do you have a signature style? You hang back and then sprint or anything like that? Um, I try to run fairly evenly. I sometimes have a kick. I try not to have too much of a kick because then I feel like I was holding back earlier in the race. Um, I usually with the water jumps, those are the only ones that you step on. So I always step on the hurdle with my left and I'll land with my right. A lot of people can do both, but for some reason I've just got this mental thing down where that's how I do it. So that's been working so far. One of the things that I've found very interesting is is not very many female high school athletes continue their sport in college. Mm -hmm. What allowed you to continue athletics in college and why did you want to do that? I think that I just really loved the team aspect and it just felt like a family at school and I really wanted to continue that and feel like a part of something and I just find running so rewarding so I just felt like if there's an option to run in college I would love to do that and I was a little nervous about it. I didn't know if because I knew the intensity of the training would increase and I didn't know if that would make me become burned out and not like it as much anymore. But I was like, all right, it doesn't hurt to try it. I can always quit if I don't like it. But I feel like going to college and doing that, like I realized that running is really a lifestyle and it's almost, you don't even really think about it as work every single day because it's just part of your normal routine. So I really kind of fell in love with that routine and I definitely didn't want to quit after that. You are now sponsored by Saucony. Yes, that is true. So it was a program I applied for back in the fall, and it was um, a few different running shoe and apparel companies will do this. They'll select a few athletes that they will help a little bit with race entry fees and travel fees and shoes and apparel and they really like to see if you're active on social media, too, and kind of show up in your community. So I was like, I already ran in Saucony Shoes, so I saw that they were looking for new athletes. And I was really excited about the potential opportunity, and I'm thrilled to have Saucony as a sponsor. That's exciting. <laughs> That's great. And what do you have to do for them on social media? Um, they didn't really say anything specific. It's kind of just like 
showing that you're going to these different meets and posting pictures us- using their hashtags. They have the hashtag find your strong. And I really enjoy this because I majored in marketing. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really I like I love the brand. I love brand marketing and social media. So it's been really fun so far. And I'm really excited for as the year goes on seeing the different other Saucony Hurricane athletes at meets that I travel to throughout the country. So that'll be really fun. Are you talking to them on social media already? Yeah, I know one of them personally. I haven't met the other ones yet, but I have reached out to a few and I'm really excited to get to meet them in person because we're all spread out throughout the country. So it's kind of hard. I only know of one other in Ohio that I've like met. So I'm excited to get to meet more runners throughout the country. Does Saucony host some sort of event once a year to for you guys to get together? I feel like they should, actually. <laughs> I don't know of anything yet. I know that at some of the bigger races throughout the country, there's reps there and they kind of do like mini events if you're already going out that way. But I think that would be super cool if there was like one specific event where all the Saucony athletes came to. You said you already were wearing the Saucony shoes. So Mm-hmm. You do like them. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Has it been new to you to work with a, a brand? Uh, yeah, actually, I've never... Well, in college, we were sponsored by ASICS, so I kind of understood what that was like. But yes, it's very different kind of figuring things out on my own and working with brands, and it's it's fun. And I'd like to talk a little bit about um, what you're doing now in your job. Yeah, so right now I'm serving as a Economic Development AmeriCorps VISTA with Detroit Shoreway Community Development Organization. I know, that's a mouthful. Um, and it's been a really awesome experience. The AmeriCorps position is one year long, and it's really been helping out in the Detroit Shoreway neighborhood of Cleveland, helping with initiatives such as connecting local residents to walkable jobs. And there's been a lot of business growth in the Gordon Square Arts District, the hub of Detroit Shoreway. So it's really connecting those business owners to resources and spreading the word about different events that are going on. So it's been a really awesome experience, and I will actually be transitioning into the marketing role at Detroit Shoreway after my VISTA year is up, so I'm extremely excited about that. Oh, that's great. So when does that happen? Uh, That'll happen at the beginning of July. Oh, soon. Yeah. Oh, great. (laughs) I'm really excited. That's great. Thanks. We're excited, too. So what are you going to do when you're in the marketing position? So we're actually going through a brand redesign of the organization, so I'm extremely excited to be a part of that. We're going to be having specific fonts and font colors, everything from like specific email signatures to a website overhaul. So it'll be really exciting to be able to tell our story a little more clearly about what we do and There's going to be a new newsletter that goes out. So just kind of all of the it's like a marketer's dream being a part of this. In your work life, is there anything that translates from your athleticism? I definitely think so. I think it's really taught me to not expect instant gratification because running is really hard and it takes a lot of time to reach your goals. And sometimes you feel like you should be running faster, but it's not part of the ultimate plan. And and then sometimes there's like this sudden light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, oh, like all that really did pay off. So it's just like that feeling of kind of head down, like working, like work isn't always glamorous and you shouldn't expect to always be rewarded for what you do, but to just kind of keep plugging away. And I feel like it's helped me to stay 
I feel like running and going to school has helped me to kind of manage my time and really prioritize in that way. So I think that running has helped definitely in my work life. Do you think you're unusual in that way? I mean, are other, your teammates certainly must be similar. And Mm -hmm. do you find that the people that you work with are not necessarily have that same attitude? I feel like everyone has their different styles. I feel like I'm very fortunate to work with a group who is really determined and goal-oriented, and it's awesome to be part of that atmosphere. There actually are quite a few athletes at the office, too, so we kind of, like, understand each other's lifestyles. And um, I definitely really value being in a workplace where everyone is really motivated and productive. Do you have quirky training needs or lifestyle needs in terms of food or sleep or anything like that? Um, well, I'm smiling because if anyone knows me, they know that I have I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> we will say that. I'm trying to get better about desserts. I really love ice cream. Um, but do I have any other quirky things? Um, I don't think I have anything quirky about s- sleep. I try to get about eight hours a night. I need to get in the habit of going to bed sooner. Yeah, me too. Do you like music uh, while you're training? Yeah, I sometimes do if I'm by myself. Um, again, I'm not really picky about music either. I like a lot of different things, kind of something with like a like chill, like EDM type music. <laughs> Are you good about, you know, nutrition and, and post-workout meals and and refueling and that kind of thing? I think I'm pretty good despite the sugar cravings. I learned recently how important it is to have protein after, especially a hard effort. So I'm trying to be better about eating protein and more protein in general and not just filling up on carbs just to fuel with recovery. And um, I've been recently drinking tart cherry juice after a workout. Tell me more about that. I recently read about it and I know nothing about tart cherry juice. Yeah, it's supposed to help with inflammation. So it's kind of like and I, I don't really know all of the science behind it. I think it tastes really good and kind of just like reducing the swelling of your legs and muscles after a workout. I think that's so cool. And and then also the Yukon basketball team uses it. So, <laughs> <That> <laughs> so I figure it's cool. going to be good. <laughs> you mentioned earlier about uh, iron and your discussion about eating more protein reminded me about iron. Oh, yeah. So, Uh, Tell me a little bit about what happened with your iron deficiency or or low iron. Yeah, iron is a huge topic, and especially female distance running. Um, I learned that I had low iron actually when I was going into college. It wasn't super low, but I just never even knew before that iron was even a factor. I thought because I ate meat, that was enough. And so I started taking an over-the-counter iron supplement, And my running definitely improved from there. I just felt like I could breathe better and um, sustain during longer workouts. And I had it checked a few times after that, but I was like, I'm probably fine. Like, I know what I'm doing by now. But it was really that transition from the college running to the post-collegiate running and those longer efforts that were really draining my iron supplies. And I just kind of forgot that iron was a factor and I was like oh I need to be more diligent about taking it again and since then things have been going better but yeah it's amazing how many female distance runners are low in iron and they don't always realize it if Hmm. you aren't checked 
That's interesting. And and you noticed right away once you started taking the supplements. Yeah, it takes a little bit, maybe like two or three weeks for it to really build back up. It is different in everybody, but you can definitely tell. You just when you're low in iron, you just feel tired all the time and it just kind of sucks the life out of you. Hmm. And I would think that just eating meat would be enough, but it sounds like not. It is for some people. It kind of varies case by case. Right. Well, that's interesting. Do you have a secret indulgence or is ice cream your secret? (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely an indulgence. Um, Lately, I've been enjoying taking Epsom salt baths, actually, with kind of the scented Epsom salts. (laughs) Oh, my God. I cannot believe you just said that because the person I interviewed just before you said the exact same thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so weird. <laughs> maybe it's like a trendy thing. It's maybe a trendy thing. That's funny. That's really, yeah, that's well, that's funny. That is weird. <laughs> um, do you have any tips for young steeplechasers? Uh, I would definitely say not to overthink it. I think that's the biggest thing is like it just seems intimidating, especially because I do feel like a lot of distance runners that become steeplers haven't hurdled before. And it can just seem so scary and you want to overthink it, but it's really just like staying in stride and they're only like two and a half feet and just kind of like focusing first on making sure you're confident in that race distance and just kind of having fun with it. So you've never had trouble getting over the barriers, it sounds like. I mean, I've definitely had awkward form before and it's gotten better, but you can still, I think the most important thing is just kind of getting out there and not being afraid to try. And have you ever landed flat on your face? I actually haven't, knock on wood. (laughs) People always ask me that, and somehow I haven't fallen, and I shuffle when I run, too, so I don't know how I haven't fallen. Oh, that's that's good. (laughs) That's good. You don't want to fall. Yeah. Do you have any tips for women who want to continue their sport, whatever it is, in college? And do you have tips for women who are making the transition from college to post-college? Yes, I would definitely say if you are a female athlete interested in running in college, I would definitely go for it. I know it is, it does sound really intimidating, but if you look at a lot of different schools and looking at the school as a whole and really spending some time with the team and the coach and just seeing if you feel like it's a good fit, like sometimes you just know when there's a click there and just kind of going with your gut, I would definitely say go for it. And the worst case scenario is you can try something else if it doesn't work out, but it never hurts to go for it. And what was the second question? Again? Oh, the second question was, do you have any tips for athletes that are going making that transition from college to post-college? Oh, to post-college. Um, I know that a lot of my college teammates maybe needed a little more of a break before starting that transition. So I feel like thinking about what is best for you, like running will always be there. So if you need a little bit of time and freedom from the sport, I definitely support taking that. Or if you want to just jump right into it, just kind of like seeing um, different runners in your area. Sometimes you can find out through different running stores and just kind of getting to know people and just I think the transition happens kind of naturally when you just get to know people in the area and you'll meet people and find training partners. Mm -hmm. It really sounds like you had no trouble being an athlete and managing your schoolwork. Is that the case? Yeah, it was definitely tough sometimes. It's kind of weird in college. 
you can get excused out of a lot of things in school for traveling. You have this like magical slip of paper and you give it to your professors and some were more understanding than others. But I feel like my experience at Toledo overall, a lot of the professors I have had were really understanding. And if there were a few cases where I would miss an exam and they would give me a time to make that up. So it was just really important to communicate with them and show that you really do care about school and your sport and you do want to make both work. But sometimes if you are going out of town for a race, the race is only at that one time. And as long as you do show up for the makeup exam or the review or whatever it is, I think you can make both work. Well, thank you, Liz, for taking the time to talk to me and to be on the podcast. And good luck next week and hopefully good luck in Stanford. It was great being here. I really appreciate it. So that was like how they normally go. Other episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and from hearhersports.com listen page. Please tell your friends about Hear Her Sports so we may reach as many sports lovers and athletes as possible. Sign up for our newsletter to meet interesting female athletes and discover new sports. Receive inspiring quotes, fun videos, and sneak peeks of upcoming episodes every other week. Order Allie's Bar using the code HERSPORTS to get 50% off and free shipping. Allie's Bar are for, during, or after workouts, and if you are working on a podcast and don't have time to make lunch. Thank you, Allie's Bar, Joy Machines, Gold Mines Leap, and Agnes Studio for your support. And thank you for listening. We are on social media at Hear Her Sports. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.